Oh, we could, we could fly. Welcome to this new season of the Have a Cup of Jahani podcast. So I want to title this new season that I'm embarking on with I'm growing. So this is going to be the season of growth. And um, that's what I'm going to share with you throughout the season. So I thank you for coming over here and sitting with me. And I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. So before I start this episode, let me just begin by saying that if I sound different, it's because I forgot to pack my microphone. Tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. So now um, I'm coming to you from a hotel room without my microphone. So hopefully on the next episode, I should be at home and um, with my fancy dandy microphone in my fancy dandy recording studio. Sounds very fancy, right? It's a closet. <laughs> it's a literal closet, but it's my studio, damn it. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to make it fancy, I'm trying to make it sound fancy. So on this episode, we are going to talk about, are you ready? Words and how powerful they can be. All right, so gather around, take the notes, and I'm going to give you three seconds. One, two, three. Okay, so here's the situation. Not too long ago, last week, I did um, a spur ride, and that is something that Calvary units do to, as a rite of passage, a tradition to bring in non-spur holders, spur candidates, into the spur holding group. And like many traditions, it requires great sacrifice. And it's not like back in knighthood, right? Where it's like, you got to face a monster or something like that. Well, I guess we can say you kind of have to face a monster. You got to face your own fears, your own uh, limitations in this one. You know, but this is me going deep. <laughs> so, so the challenge with this is very much the physical and the mental aspect of it. So just think like a gauntlet, like a Spartan race, but with military gear on. <laughs> and let me tell you, so I went in, my intention when it came to this, right, was, you know what, this is me thinking, right, this job, I'm going to teach these young leaders how to fail with grace, right? How not to be afraid of failure because I have failed plenty. Go listen to all the previous episodes and I'll continue to do so. Uh, but the whole point of failure is uh, that you use it as a learning opportunity. And that was my intention because I have noticed that where I work currently, it's a big fear of failure, uh, not so much fear, but embarrassment. And I guess that equates to fear because when we're so embarrassed to fall, we end up not taking a step. 
because we don't want to fall in front of people. We don't want to embarrass ourselves. And because I noted that, I was like, you know what? I'll go do it. I'll put my name in there, you know, um, motivate some people to do it. And when I don't pass, I'll, I'll take it gracefully like I've taken other L's in my life. As it turns out, I didn't fail. <laughs> oh, God. Now that's a failure in and of itself, I guess. But let me tell you why, though. The reason why I was able to go past my own set limitations, because in my mind, I was like, there's no way I'm going to pass through this. I'm not prepared. I'm no longer young as the other candidates here. And a lot of these things I haven't done in a very long time. And the reason why I was able to overcome that truly and honestly and without no humor is because of the words. The words that were said to me, the words that were shared with me. And each and every single one of them was like a jolt of energy that just energized my body and pushed me to go past things that I would normally not do. But let me go into detail. Let me start by saying this. There's a prerequisite to get into the spur ride. And one of the prerequisites is a 12-mile rock mark. And because of work and um, the TDY trips that I go in, I could only do this rock march <laughs> two days prior to the spur ride starting. And once again, because I'm trying to do the right thing, because it is, it is just the right example and it's just the right thing to do. It's like I just... I don't know. There's usually never a reason to cheat or to cut corners. So I choose not to do that. And so I was like, I'll do it. I will do the the 12 mile pre-qualification two days before, and then I will still embark on the spur ride and I'll see how much I can push myself, how long I can go. And that was my mindset. The day before I wanted to quit, the day before I wanted to quit. Oh my goodness. I am part of a book club. And the night before I was like, ladies, please send me recommendations of audiobooks that I can listen to because I don't know how else I'm going to stay motivated. And they sent me some recommendations. I, I downloaded another one too that I thought would be a good fit as well. Because I needed to feel joy. I needed to feel like, you know, feel good vibes while inflicting pain in my body for these 12 miles. And that's what I did to get through that, right? So in essence, I guess I was, yeah, I was listening to words, right? Ah, words are powerful. There you go. So I was listening to words in audiobook format. I was listening to TJ Klune. This is a controversial book out there and it is I'll put it on the show notes it's about the orphanage and there's some controversies around this book and I'll, I'll do another episode when it comes to that but yeah but I listened to that and that was uplifting I almost finished the entire book during the ruck march and um, it got me through it really did it got me through but I was sore afterwards and I had blisters on both of my feet afterwards. Mm, 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 mm. 
feel my pain, feel my pain. But I was like, you know what? Let me recover. So I did half a day of work that day and I recovered and I had the next day off. So that way I can recover a little bit more and prepare myself as well because the whole packing was for the spur ride. And that's what I did. I took like the morning to kind of like stretch and rub my feet and like drain the blisters. It's a method to the madness. Let me tell you first before I continue on this story. What I do with blisters is that I drain them. I drain them and then I put antibiotic cream on it and then I wrap them because that way then the kind of like skin just goes back to where it used to be, you know, glues itself back. And and that's what I did, right? It has worked before and that's what I did. So, all right, keep that in mind. <laughs> so on this Thursday that I was off because the spur ride starts on a Friday, I went and um, got everything that I was missing from the packing list, started packing my rucksack, which ended up being like at least 45 pounds to 50 pounds at one point after all the MREs went in. It was heavy, right? It was heavy. Mind you, I'm a small person. So, but I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to do it because I mean, I didn't put that pressure on me to pass. I really was going in there to fail gracefully. And I put the the rucksack together and everything. I went to bed early. I I prep myself for this first day, which I assume will be my last day too. <laughs> and um, and I go through the first day. It was an ACFT test on the very first day. I hated every second of it. And and then on that day, we grabbed our rucks and we ruck march. But we ruck march after we had dumped the contents of our ruck. And they gave us like a few minutes to repack it. And it took me way longer than that to repack my rucksack the night before to make it real balanced, right? To make it as comfortable as I can make it because I was like, I'm going to have this pack on my back for a little bit. So I might as well make it as comfortable as possible. So it wasn't comfortable anymore with the next repack. And then off we go on a rug march. And those blisters I had drained and packed, well, they reemerge again with a vengeance. <laughs> and, um, and I'm trying not to hop and not to walk funny. And this is the first day, right? So people are not like as tired, right? We haven't even really started. This is just the first day. (laughs) And I'm already walking funny. And and then I go home because they let us go home that evening. And I am legit like really thinking about my life choices, you know, and one side of me is saying, just keep going until you cannot. And the other side of me is reminding me that, Joe, you have nothing to prove. Uh, this is this is like the peak of your career. You, you have proven enough, right? So I have those voices in my head going. And then I look at my phone 
and I see this message and I see a picture. So apparently the public affairs uh, person was out there taking photos. But when you're in pain and when you're focused on something else, it's like little things you don't notice. And there was a picture of me and that was the picture of when they have said gas, gas, gas. And thankfully, after a lot of practice (laughs) from before, I was able to put on my gas mask under nine seconds, which was very good. It's very good. That's the goal. And, um, and I look and I look at myself in that picture and I have my hands to my side and it looks like I'm about to make a fist and I look at my eyes underneath the gas mask and I look intense. (laughs) I look intense. That's like my, I'm in pain, but I rather feel anger look. And the message that went with that photo, with that pic was, I'm rooting for you, you know. Um, I know you're going to make it. And I'm like, oh. My head just shakes, you know, because like I'm fighting it, I'm fighting it. And I look at my husband and I'm like, babe, we're going to pack these blisters a little bit better this time. <laughs> so that's what I did. So I I packed them a little bit better. This time I used TK tape. I wrapped my ankle And I put on pantyhose because someone had told me, and then I remember from when I was a young trooper doing a lot of rock marching that, yes, pantyhose are the best to prevent blisters. And so I did that. So I put, um, I packed them, I put TK tape, wrapped them, put pantyhose, and then put wool socks. And, um, And I went off on the second day. And the second day was worse than the first. <laughs> and the second day we didn't come back home. And that was when the words that I heard and the words that have been written that I seared in my mind, those were the things that kept me going on that second day. But let me explain. So it was an instance when um, one of the, the, the troopers, the soldiers that was there, that he needed something. He crushed his, his eye protection, clear eye protection, and it was already getting dark. And as it is, you know, part of our uniform is eye protection. And he was like, I'm not going to be able to see because I can't see with my glasses on and I need eye pro so I can put my, my glasses insert his prescription so that way he can see. And I was like, I got you. And I, I looked and I gave him my eye pro and he looked at me and he was like, Sergeant Major, I will share with you my trail mix. And I was like, get out of here. I was like, just put the iPro on. (laughs) And then uh, we started walking and we started rock marching, I should say. And then he was like, all Sergeant Majors should be like you. And I shook my head. I was like, stop it. I was like, just stop it. (laughs) These were like words that really warmed my heart and helped me to find that motivation to keep going. And these were kind words. And these are words that I hate to say it, but I'm not as as accustomed to hear them as I should. And, and that's sad saying it out loud. 
but it's the truth. And I have noticed how I've gotten accustomed to hearing unkind words and using them to burn anger in my belly so that way I can keep going. And during these three days, these two and a half days actually, to be technical, it was the opposite. And it was a surreal feeling for me because I've been so used to me wanting to do something and other people telling me how I cannot do it or belittling me for even trying to do it. And me using that as a fuel to motivate myself to show them wrong. But on these two and a half days, I heard the opposite. I heard encouragement. I heard how proud they were of me, how inspirational it was to see me out there. And I'm like close to tears right now. And I didn't realize how much more powerful kind words were until these three days. Because I have to remind you all, I went in there with the whole purpose of failing gracefully. But because of these words, I finished that race and I finished it with the team. So for those of you hearing this, if you are like me and you you have used those unkind words to fuel yourself, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you turn lemon into lemonade, as one would say. But just know that kind words are more powerful. They are stronger because I am telling you, I did something that I had no chance and no hope <laughs> in completing and finishing. And it was all because of that. As simple as it sounds, it was all because of that. So my resolution going forward is to be kinder and also to use kind words more often. I don't think I use them enough. So that will be my resolution to use kind words. So that way, this motivation, this fuel that was giving to me, I give to others. Thank you so much for listening to me. And I hope you got something out of this, like I did in those two and a half days. <laughs> and come back anytime, but... If you want to come back on Wednesdays, that's even better because I have new episodes every Wednesday. All right, troopies, I'll see you there. Bye. Oh, we could, we could fly. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show. See you on the next episode. Bye. Oh, we could, we could fly. Da, 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 da.